Welcome everyone to Daily Kofefi. It's Friday, June 7th. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined as always by the bad man Majama, Carrie Smith. Yo, Carrie. Good morning, Carter. How you doing? You slept in today. You I did. Be on it. Yeah, we did. It was not, it was a good Friday. <laughs> good. Um, by the way, as a reminder to people who have subscribed on Subscribestar, uh, I think if you haven't told us what you want us to use as your pseudonym in the credits, you need to do that or else you're just not going to be in the credits, which is a shame. We want to put you in the credits. If you haven't subscribed, subscribed uh, on Subscribestar yet, what the hell? Um, <laughs> so there's that. Also, Carrie, yesterday I, we, we have like a couple things to talk about today, um, but come, some of them are quick. Um, one of the things is yesterday I mentioned that uh, I showed this picture of a uh, potential t-shirt. I said, should I make this t-shirt? And so far people have said, yes, I should make the t-shirt. So here's the picture that I was showing. It's just a picture of a milkshake and it says not an argument. Uh, and I doctored Burger King's logo to make it say SJW. So Carrie, you might be mad at me, but I just, it was easy. I just put the t-shirt on spreadsheet. So Why we have it now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't talk to you about it. I just put it on spreadsheet. Uh, but I don't want to leave it up forever. So maybe we'll do like a, a limited time, like for a month or something. I don't know. We can talk about it. But this t-shirt will be available. And it's available now if you go to unsafespace.com slash shop. The t-shirt's there. It's, we use uh, Spreadshirt as our t-shirt supplier. So um, they have a weird bug where some of the shirts, you, they only show you the back unless you click on it and then you look at the front. So, Okay, so if we're going to talk about this new t-shirt, you really should show them the one I'm more excited about. Oh, okay. I will do that. Yeah, so we also have the one. So Carrie and I, we, we soft launched a t-shirt shop, but we didn't tell anyone because we wanted to see what the quality of the shirts was. Uh, and I'm ruining it all because I'm telling you now, even though we ordered the shirts and mine don't come until Monday. So we don't actually know the quality, but this is one of the designs. There's, there's the, I just put the milkshake design, design up. There's a standard shirt that just has an unsafe space logo. Carrie's favorite one has this on the front of it. It is my favorite as well. <laughs> uh, I have to be honest. I do really like this one. So I just love that lady. Yeah. That screaming lady. The screaming lady is awesome. And of course, if she's screaming, she would be screaming about unsafe space. So yeah, that's the, I guess, lighter stuff that we wanted to talk about. Also, while I guess while I'm here, can I show, maybe this can be a segue into our discussion about the Glasgow Gay Pride event. This meme's going around. I really like it. It's, uh, for those of you listening, it's uh, a trans woman, so a man who looks like he's dressed like a woman, arguing with an actual woman. And he's saying to her, and by the way, this looks like a picture that someone took like at an actual, looks like a lawyer's office in a conference room where someone was having a, an actual meeting about something. So they're both dressed in business attire. And, and he slash she slash Zer is saying to the woman, no, Karen, feminism is when you make stilettos in a size 16. Educate yourself. Uh, so that's 2019 for you. 
Any any other silly things we need to get out of the way before we go into actual discussion of anything, Carrie? Uh, no, let's go into actual discussion. Okay, <laughs> two things two things we wanted to mention. One is quick. We kind of knew this was going to happen, but because knew, it was so ridiculous. Yeah. So SJWs, we've talked about this. They always eat themselves. So you'll see they go after different contingents like a, what was it last year? There was a big thing where they were not allowing um, Jewish lesbians to carry like the Jewish flag. Oh, I don't, I missed that one. Yeah. They'll always like infight. And so now that's, what is it? Drag Queens are banned from performing. Yeah. So the free pride, which is the gay pride parade in Glasgow, they banned drag Queens because they're worried that drag Queens will offend trans people. Now, maybe Carrie, it's worth, and here's an article here in The Independent about this, and there's some pictures of some drag queens. There's no point in reading this article. It's, the headline makes it pretty clear. This has actually probably been a long time coming, because I, I remember even in LA, some tension between drag queens and trans, trans women. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting, but you know what's funny? Feminists used to say that drag queens were offensive to women, that they were like performing stereotypes of what a woman is, right? And, no, and nobody cared. I'm not saying they are, I don't, I don't care. I think drag queen, drag performance is pretty fun. Um, but, but now it's like they didn't care about that they might be offending women, but now they're like, hey, but they might be offending trans women. <laughs> so we yeah. can't have them anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I've known a few. I've known a few gay guys who are drag queens on you know weekends or whatever at events and stuff. And it is it's just very performative. It's they adopt a different name. They go out to the party or whatever they're doing, and they behave like uh, their their feminine alter ego. And yeah, it is kind of funny to me because I think maybe at the time, so gay men were were higher on the oppression stack than women. But yeah. trans women are higher on the oppression yes. stack. Yes, that's men. why it matters. That's yeah. why, like, oh, it's not offensive to women to be, you know, ridiculously, you have a ridiculous amount of makeup and, and wear ostentatious clothing. But it is offensive to trans women because uh, they're trying to really pull it off. Oh, well, so here's something interesting. I guess. So trans, so, so drag queens are now becoming offensive or be, they're starting to be considered offensive to trans women. At the same time, though, they're pushing drag kids on us. And so not just trans kids, but drag kids. And so I wonder how that's going to go over. There's a show. Maybe we should show this if we have time. Uh, there's a, a, a show coming out about kids doing drag. I was talking about it with a friend, and they're like, well, does this, do you find this any more problematic than, um, you know, girls performing at these beauty pageants as toddlers? And I, they're, I find both of them problem I hate that word problem it's this SJW word problematic but but I yeah. find both both of them I have issues with I think both of them sexualize young very young children you know those like pictures of Jean Benet Ramsey like the that age wearing um lipstick and high heels is just there's something wrong about that lipstick is meant to um lipstick and makeup and stuff is meant to to uh remind people of what a woman looks like like post coitus <laughs> do you well, know what I mean sexual arousal it's all designed to mimic sexual arousal in, in females yes and so you have kids who are mimicking sexual arousal in females and the high heels are meant to you know kind of put your butt out a little it's all about sex it's all about being displayed on sex it, as as 
being available for sex. And so to have kids wearing this stuff, I do have an issue with it. I don't care if it's little girls or if it's little boys dressed as little girls. However, when it comes to the drag kids, there's an added element of sexuality there because a lot of these kids are performing with adult drag queens. Um, there's that one picture that went viral of the little kid stand like posing with a naked van drag queen. There's mm-hmm. a, um, Desmond is amazing who performed, who was stripping at like a, a gay club in the middle of the night for dollars. Like there, it is more sexualized because they are going to be performing more likely to be performing at, at clubs, at places where adult performers would perform. And that's much more sexualized than just being on the pageant stage, which is also sexualized, I think. But there's something different about taking money from adults in your G-string. <laughs> there's also an unsettling number of sex offenders that seem to be popping up at these events that are just not, the parents just aren't told about. Like either participants or people at venues, like that, which is weird. I've seen several stories, that's anecdotal but I've seen several anecdotal stories where it's like, here's the, the kid in drag and here, here, here's a picture of them with the four other performers. And oh, here, these two people here in the picture are actual registered sex offenders. Okay, whatever. so given our talk yesterday about SJW ideology in the church, this is interesting because here in Texas, that's one of the stories you heard about. They were doing, one of the libraries was putting on drag queen story hour where they had adult male drag queens reading books to children. And then it turned out one of those drag queens was a convicted pedophile child molester and had a record and it came out in the news. And so the library, um, one of the libraries here, I forget which, I should look this up to get more familiar with the facts, but they were canceling drag queen story hour. And then a church came and said, we're going to, we're going to do drag queen story hour. This, you know, because we support our LGBT community and, and like totally virtue signaling. Christianity, if that's what it is, I just don't even. That's not how you're going to save Western civilization. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a, it was a church that came in and said, "We're going to bring back Drag Queen Story Hour. Don't worry about those convicted pedophiles. We really care." Like, what? Who? What I world have, am I in? This is the basic question that I think needs to be asked: Why do you need Drag Queen Story Hour? What like what's the thing? Like kids, they need exposure to drag queens. I don't why. Yeah. I mean, what's the, I mean, I'm not saying they can't have exposure to drag queens. I guess you could take your kid to a gay pride parade before they get banned uh, from gay pride parades and they can see drag queens. But what's the, what's the added value? What's the educational benefit of, of having someone who's a man dressed up like a woman in a, in a hyperbolic, like exaggerated way, reading a story to your kids just to confuse them? What's the point? Yeah. They say it's, um, we want our kids to, to, you know, be exposed to a variety of people and a, a large diversity of people and know to treat everyone equally. I'm like, you can do that without bringing in, you don't, you don't sit your kids down with every specific individual minority in the world. You know what I mean? Like, why are you picking this one? Here, Susie, this is an ax murdering pedophile. You need to treat them equally. This is someone who's a member of your community. <laughs> don't judge you could pick anything like asperger's story hour like why why yeah not that there's anything wrong with that either i'm just saying why are you picking that you could pick um here's someone on meth <laughs> <Don't judge. laughs> like, this is what it's like to interact with a hobo on meth 
odd parents. Uh, pick like a what's a good mental illness one? Borderline personality story hour. You're gonna be ready. Oh, that's just mom. <laughs> that's just mom. It's just <laughs> my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get that at home. <laughs> uh, by the way, I found the trailer. Do you want to see the trailer? That it's. Uh, I think this is the trailer. It's called Drag Kids. That's the name of the show. Do you want you want to see it? Mm-hmm. All right. He'd live in sequins. He'd live in makeup. I think he'd like his life to be like that permanently. You know, living on the show bus with his dressing up and his makeup and going to the next gig. That would be him perfectly. When you have somebody who's that focused and, and knows their own mind, it's kind of like you get to guide them, but you don't get to direct them. I would love for Nemes to just be able to not have to explain why he's wearing lipstick or like why he's got nail polish on, or just to hang out with kids who totally get each other. You know, some kids just don't understand where he's coming from, and, and that's okay. But to find kids who are just like him, with the heels and the makeup and the clothes and dancing and singing. It's like a piece of a puzzle that has all come together now. bothers me was you know getting called a child abuser and that we're you know sexualizing them it's about expression you are the art and it's extreme you know look at the Sistine Chapel if that isn't extreme what is especially we're in the middle of the Bible Belt there's a lot of homophobic racist people but he has a good support system I'm, I don't want to be mad at you tomorrow is the drag performance do you feel ready I actually love drag <laughs> My makeup isn't looking great today. So that's a thing. Um, notice a, a couple things I want to say about it. One is they use the terms homophobia and racism as magic. Uh, words that are supposed to paint the people that are opposed to this in a certain light. But this has nothing to do with either homophobia or racism. Like being against drag kids has nothing to do with homophobia. It has nothing to do with, it's not being against gay kids. It's not being against gay people. This is a separate thing. People saying you're sexualizing your children, that doesn't mean they're homophobic. Totally unrelated. So that's an, that's not a. not about race at all. Right. And it's not about race at all. So these are two completely unwarranted labels that are thrown out in an effort to, well, 
I think just divert attention in an effort to avoid having the actual discussion about what the hell they're doing with these kids. The other thing I, I was noticing, Carrie, and you know, just as a as a dad of a kid, I think to the, a lot of the kids, this is just cosplay. This is dressing up just like you would dress up like Superman or Batman or yes. whatever it is. Go to the supermarket and look at all the, the kind of normal women at the supermarket. None of them are dressed like drag queens. No, drag queens. Well, that's, that's the reason that trans people at this Pride Parade are banning them because they don't dress like, they're not trying to be like mistaken for a woman. They're performing. Well, so and, and what's, your, what's your point though? Like, I agree that- My point is for the kids, for the, my point is for the kids, this is, these are just costumes. The kids don't realize what the costumes mean. So for example, if you took a nine-year-old and you put them in a dominatrix outfit and then said, well, we're not sexualizing, and the kid wouldn't necessarily feel sexualized because the kid doesn't know what that outfit means or implies or what it like, it's, it's not the kids sexualizing themselves, but the rest of the world could rightly look at that and say, why are you putting this child in a dominatrix outfit? That's clearly a sexualization of the child. This is the same thing. This is a sexualization of a child who innocently just looks at this as a costume and isn't seeing, this isn't a child expressing their desire to sexualize themselves in a, in a non-traditional way. This is just a child having fun and- I think this is sexualized, perform we are sexualizing kids when we allow them to perform in these ways at whether that's uh, on a stage where it's little girls dressed up in makeup and high heels, or if it's these little boys dressed up, I just think it's, yeah, it's playtime for them. It's costume for them, but you have adults who are like, go to any of these drag kids pages on Twitter, or even the little girls who are models on Twitter. And they have creepy, creepy pedophile kind of men just following them and talking about how beautiful they are. And like all the comments are creepy. Any of those like kid, the kids that do the makeup tutorials now, like a lot yeah. of these kids are doing, um, they have popular YouTube channels where they do makeup tutorials and the comments are just full of gross adult men. It's like, why just would you like on the kids? Yeah, just perving on these kids and you're putting your kid out there. No, I, I agree with you. You're letting the kid be sexualized in this way. And on the, on the one hand, I get it. It's fun and it's playtime and, and you don't want to, you don't want to squash your kids, um, individuality and their, their desire to have fun with their, friends and performance and all that stuff. But I think, I think you're lying to yourself if you're saying it's not, it's not sexualized in some way, especially when you take it out of this context and take the kid to a nightclub and have them performing for. Well, I, yeah, I mean, there's a difference between, you know, your kid, let's say you have a, a little boy who like goes into mom's closet and find some jewelry and stuff and puts on some stuff in the house. And it's like, look, I'm, when you're know, dressing up like whatever, you know, and you know, you laugh at the family and you're like, haha, that's silly, funny costume, great, blah, blah, blah. You can, you can be supportive of the playtime without then saying, hey, I got a great idea. Let's take this public and show you to strangers. Like, and, and, and let's get yeah. a secular dress for you. Like, those, that's a yeah. different <laughs> level of, right? Like, I, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to stunt the kid's creativity but you don't also have to like push it towards public performative sexual sexualized play, right? You can just let them, oh, you want to dress up at home sometimes and put on a little show or whatever? Like, okay, 
mom right. and dad will clap and say it's funny and that's great and and whatever but we don't have to then help you make it more sexual and bring it out into the public for everyone to see because that's just encouraging it and yeah. it's introducing an element that that kid did not introduce themselves yeah oh i see i see what you're saying yes well you were saying that kids don't have to don't usually grapple with the gender or sexuality until later but now we're forcing them to we're requiring them to in schools they're being asked you know like how do you identify and these kids, it's, it's interesting because in the past, if a kid liked playing dress up and like doing drag performance, you know, in the privacy of their home or whatever, um, it didn't mean they weren't being pressured to then decide if they identified as the other sex or not. I think yeah. any, any boy who grows up today and who likes drag is probably being pushed to, to identify as a girl eventually. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and look, when I was a kid, there were... I don't know, five or six other boys in my neighborhood that were my, this is back in the day when you could like ride your bike two blocks down or down and like play with other kids. Uh, but there were, you know, there were about five or six other boys my age. I remember when we were probably, I don't know, first grade age, maybe kindergarten age, people would dress up as all sorts of superheroes. And some guys like dressed up like Wonder Woman. I remember like a couple guys like dressed up like Wonder Woman so they could deflect bullets with their bracelet right and they could and they wanted to lasso stuff so they had a rope but it wasn't a sexualized wonder woman it was like i'm wonder woman because that's one of the characters i see on super friends or whatever <laughs> whatever it is right it wasn't like i'm wonder woman and superman you look hot and check out my thighs right it was it was just play right and as far as i know those kids all grew out of it <laughs> within a year or two they all you know, they didn't continue playing Wonder Woman. They just, you know, in high school, they seemed heteronormative, cisgendered, masculine guys, right? So, um, but if you push them in that direction and give them positive feedback, and if mom and dad are like, oh, we love that you dress like Wonder Woman, you know, Wonder Woman has a tighter outfit. Wonder Woman shows her midriff, you know, Wonder Woman does makeup. You know, Wonder Woman has sexier hair. You know, what would be really great is a sexy woman or woman on a runway. Wonder Woman wears heels. Why don't you have these old men clap at you that you don't know who, why don't you go, go parade around over here and show them how much of a sexy Wonder Woman you are. Like, that's all sick. That's sick. Yeah. And that is sexualization of children in a sick, disgusting, abusive way. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting would be to ask um, some some of my friends, like some adults who are who are who do drag or who um, who play with like drag performance and, and other types of dance and stuff. If they, because I'm sure most of them are are on the left, if, not all of them, but are on the left. But I wonder if you if you were to ask them, like, hey, if you were a kid, do you, and do you think that you could have been pushed over to saying I identify as a woman. Like, the, do you think it would have changed if you'd grown up now versus when you grew up? Cause now like I'm thinking of guys I know who do drag who are, they're not trans women. They just do drag. No, they're just gay guys. Right. But if they had been, if they had grown up in a, t like now I think they might be struggling with identity issues that they never, that they don't have. The thing to keep in mind is kids are, really hungry for attention, really, really hungry for attention, especially in the modern era, right? Maybe 
maybe 50, 60 years ago when mom was home all day, kids were more hungry for independence because mom was around all day and they didn't need more attention. I don't know. But certainly in today's culture where parents are largely absent and, and, and busy, even when they're not absent, they've half the parents, I catch myself doing this, have my phone with me or whatever. I have to consciously like put my phone down because that's kids notice when you're not giving them focused attention. If, if one of the few times you give them lots of love and focused attention is when they increasingly sexualize themselves in drag costumes and perform for creepy pedophiles, well, what do you think they're going to do more of? And they're going to start identifying more as, as, oh, that's the self that I need to manifest because that aspect of myself is what brings parents, what brings the love of my mom and dad. That's where the love comes from. It's that. Because they associate attention with, with love. Even negative attention is important for kids. Any kind of attention is important for kids. So, you know, I, I don't know the history of these particular kids in this show, but you got to assume that the parents are, I mean, clearly the parents are giving them a lot of positive reinforcement. All the stuff, you get your own TV show, kid, that's all positive reinforcement. And my guess is that that, that can't not have an effect on what the kid decides to do. I had, I, I was hanging out with this, um, we might need to cut this out. Let me just see if I can talk about it without revealing anything. Um, I was hanging out with this family who have, they have a, they have a trans daughter. Okay. So this is like at the age of seven, a boy who's decided he's a girl who is living as a girl. And they have another young son who's younger. Um, and it was really interesting to watch the lack of attention like what it is doing, in my opinion, to the younger son, because you have all these people at their home, they're doing um, interviews with the, the trans daughter, there's like a documentary, there's all this attention being focused. And then right. you have this kindergarten age boy who's like running, literally running up and down stairs and putting on every Halloween costume he has, like 20 different costumes and coming downstairs and going like, I'm Batman now and trying to get attention from all the adults in the room who are there to focus on the trans daughter. Right. It was They're very, like, well, come back when you're wearing a dress, kid. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really, it was really interesting and kind of something kind of sad about it to watch because, and then at the end he was, he put on all of his costumes at once. It was adorable. <laughs> it's like, I mean, all the costumes, but it was really like, could not get. Heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. He could not get the attention, focus attention. And it was about, that's what it was about. Yeah. Was like, Look at me. I can do this too. Like, why is everyone into my brother or sister, you know? Yeah. Well, because we worship anomaly. Right. And I'm using the word anomaly rather than dysfunction just because Sometimes we worship dysfunction, which is also an anomaly, but I can use the word anomaly without making a judgment. This, this, is, this would be an anomaly if a child actually identified as the opposite gender and wanted to do all this, that would be an anomaly. And there's a difference between legitimately accepting a, a considered anomaly, like, okay, We've, we've really tested this. It really is an anomaly. This person really is different in this way. There's a difference between accepting that and saying it's okay and allowing people to live their lives and be themselves and celebrating it 
And celebrating anomalies, especially in front of your other child who doesn't have the anomaly, uh, is not good for your other child. It's, I mean, and you see this even when parents don't intend to do anything wrong. And even when like, there's a, there's a phenomenon that happens when one child, for example, has cancer or childhood leukemia, right? The other kids get left out and they get psych often they have to deal, they have psychological issues to deal with because all of the attention is focused on the sick child. Right. And rightly so. I mean, Obviously, if I were a parent of a sick child, I would be focusing a lot of attention on that child and, and wanting them to get better. So, so that makes sense why parents do that. But it does, it does have ripple effects. It does have repercussions. And, and conscious parents who, who think about that, and I, I, know, um, I know parents who had a child with childhood leukemia, and they were very conscious of the fact that their other kids were at risk of being ignored. And sometimes when I would visit, they would be like, take these other kids, like go spend time with the other kids, right? Because they need to feel some attention also. And, I've, and they spent time with the other kids. But they had to do it consciously because it wasn't what came naturally. So I'm not saying this is uh, only something that happens with trans things. It happens in a lot of circumstances and it's important to be a conscious parent. And at the very least, it's bad parenting to lavish all of this attention on on the child for these reasons. I agree. You could argue that it's always a bad bad parenting to lavish this much attention on a child for any reason. <laughs> yes. I mean look at child actors. <laughs> they don't often they don't turn out well. So uh and often they get sexualized at a young age child actors and and often victims of uh pedophilic attacks yep um so i yeah hollywood man gosh once you start looking into that i finally watched that open secret documentary and yeah there's there's i had no idea how much how common it is with child actors it's sick um the the poor um, the things that we do to our children nowadays is is criminal. Yeah. So that'll bring you down on a Friday. Very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's go. Let's go out on something positive. Uh, uh, it's gonna be the weekend. It's gonna be the weekend. Hey, kids of Gen Z don't believe authority. That's the nice thing. Kids of Gen Z don't give a crap about CNN, NBC, New York Times. They don't care if you call them racist. They know that the word homophobe and racist and Islamophobe are just random meaningless slurs that aren't connected to reality in large part. So that's the positive message. Yeah. The kids are all right. It's the ones who aren't having this done to them. Yeah. The kids are all right. Okay. Thank you, Carter. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have like some of the most awkward endings and beginnings. We should just string them all together in like a clip reel. (laughs) Uh, I had, I had fun talking with you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday guys. Um, and, uh, if you haven't hit subscribe, please do. And if you haven't been to our subscribe store yet, please check it out. And um, uh, you can become a wrong thinker for as little as $1 a month.
No, wrong thinkers are more than that. You can become unpersoned. Oh, yes. Okay. You can but wrong thinkers is a specific tier. Everyone's unpersoned. I think right. the $1 a month tier is you can become an accomplice to wrong thinkers and others. But yeah. Anyway, see you tomorrow. <laughs>